Jones, prepare for multi-ball. Hello, and welcome to Pinball Nerds Podcast, coming all the way from River Hibbert's Nova Scotia to the holes in the side of your head, introducing your host, Orbital Albert. That's me. Take it away. Welcome back, Pinball Nerds, to episode 353 of your fifth favorite pinball podcast. My name is Orbital Albert, and on today's episode, we're going to be counting down my five fast thoughts for P3 Multimorphic's new game, Heist. That is right. So, as many of you know, thank you very, very much, not only to P3 Multimorphic, the pinball company, uh, for also, they're also known for making the P-Rock uh, boards for a lot of other companies. I believe Spooky and uh, quite a few other pinball companies have used their awesome software boards as well as they're used in other applications as well. Uh, but of course, they also make pinball machines as well as the, you know, the hardware that goes in it. So uh, Heist was just revealed. It was supposed to, of course, be at Texas Pinball Fest, and unfortunately, because that's canceled due to the dumb, stupid virus, um, it looks like they have chosen to take the route of This Week in Pinball, which makes sense because thisweekinpinball.com is the number one place to go for pinball news. I think so as well. So, Jeff, thanks for all your hard work you do over there, and uh, really appreciate this. We're the very first pictures I'm seeing anyways of Heist, and maybe I might be a day or so behind on checking on Pinside, but... The first pictures I'm seeing are, you know, high quality, res- you know, high, high resolution, really quality pictures. Uh, yeah, so I've honestly only maybe spent 15 minutes looking over this. Uh, I was just about to record an episode for Top 3 for Orby, which originally was supposed to be for Pinball Nerds Podcast. Uh, but in light of recent things that have ha- that has happened here, uh, of course, pertaining to the virus, uh, I've decided to take away my... I'll, I'll share with you, Pinball Nerds. It's a little bit, a little behind the scenes for Top Three for Orby for the Pinball Network. I was going to be doing a Top Three weird, wild, and wacky ways that you nudge. It's probably just going to be Top Three weird, weird tips to help you nudge better, something like that. It's all written out. I'm really excited to do it. You know, I'm, I'm, I want to do it, but I felt like it was more important uh, for me instead to talk about the top three ways that you could actually help out. A your local barcade, your local arcade, your local place where you play pinball and go out for a pint, right? B, uh, your local expo, your local show, and C, your local league. Uh, not that the leagues are going to be losing that much money, but it's at least worth exploring. So that episode will probably come out in a couple days. It depends. Uh, Ken helps out a lot with, uh, well, he doesn't help out. He does all of the editing and that stuff. So uh, Ken from the Pinball Show, of course, on the Pinball Network. Um, yeah, anyways, without further anything, let's get into it. Number one, my first thought when I first looked at this was, okay, there's an extra flipper. I like this. There's a third little mini flipper on the right-hand side near the top. Uh, it allows for more shots and you're going to need it for this new game heist. So I thought that was really cool. And then while I'm reading about it, I read that it was backwards compatible. I thought, oh, this is so neat. Now you can, you know, if you get this play field, you can play with the other software and then also shoot to the side and then I read further down it said well no what the software will do is it will know not to allow you to use that flipper even if you press the button so that was kind of disappointing it'd be cool if you could still play it on there but I can understand how can they backwards engineer 
you know, software and even hardware that they weren't ready or expecting to have a third flipper up there. So I get it. I get it. P3 multimorphic. I get it. Okay. So what I also kind of didn't like about that extra button. So what I really like, the good news is the, the, the shot, there's more shots and you know me, I'm a, I'm a shot. I'm obsessed with shots. I like the more shots, the better. Um, so let's take a look here. The thing I didn't like was that it's on a different flipper button, and my brain's not good with that. If I know it's coming to a flipper, if it's coming to a flipper on the right, I like to just press the same button. If it's coming to a flipper on the left, I like to just press the same button. Um, if they're different flipper buttons for, like, another play field, I think my brain can handle it better. But And I'm sure if you owned it, you'd get used to it. I could just see in many tournaments, I'm about to maybe say that upper flipper shot is similar to, like, Roller Coaster Tycoon. And your main super jackpot shot where you're going to get all your points in the game is going to come from that one shot. And I just imagine you're, you're playing in, you know, competitive play and you're at someone's house and you haven't played the game much before. And all of a sudden it's coming to that one shot. This could be the shot for you to win the tournament. And you press the wrong flipper button. Right? So that could happen. But Overall, I still think it's a good thing, and I'm glad Multimorphic is doing that because I thought some, that was something that would limit them, that, well, all future games are going to have to just be two flipper games. And now we know that's not true. So I think that's uh, I think that changes the game a little bit, a little bit for P3 Multimorphic. Um, I have not looked on Pinside. I have not listened to any other podcasts. I have no clue if there's even other reviews out yet. Uh, I was busy collecting maple syrup all this morning, or maple sap, I guess. Uh, I was boiling off till 1230 or something last night. I think it was quarter after 12. I unfortunately didn't get to, to hang out with uh, Ken in the special when lit Twitch channel, uh, Ken Cromwell. I didn't get to hang out with Jack Danger in the dead flip stream very much, even though I was there for the start of both of them because I was running back and forth. The, my little like freaking uh, I don't know what they'd be like quarter gallon, one third gallon in us. They're 750 milliliters. They're like the large yogurt containers. Those things were filling up like every hour and a half. So about every 20 minutes I could come back from going to the 15 trees and walking through the thick snow and collecting all the sap. And But then I was running out of containers to put the sap in, even though I had all four burners going. So anyways, this is not a homesteading podcast, but I'm having a lot of fun doing that. And I now have probably enough maple syrup for the apocalypse, the coming, the virus is coming. You won't be able to go shopping. No. Now, the good news is, I have thousands and thousands of trees here. So if the uh, shots ever did hit the fan and I ran out of shots tickets, I would simply just have to go and saw down some trees. I mean, I don't know how hard the process of making toilet paper is, but I've got all the time in the world. And for right now, until the zombies, uh, the retro atomic zombie land apocalypse, can you believe that Deep Roots retro atomic zombie land was supposed to be the game coming out? How would they have known years ago when they started working on this? How could they have guessed that the biggest, you know, uh, pandemic that the world has seen since what the 1918 Spanish flu? Some people are saying it could be worse than the Spanish flu, that more than 70% of people on the planet could get it. Who would have thought that right as Retro Atomic Zombie Land was going to come out, this would happen? Like Deep Root, if you were if you were one month earlier, Deep Root, you could have done your thing. If you had came through on your like first three promises of oh it was coming out 2018, oh it's coming out uh, spring 2019, oh it's coming out summer 2019, oh it's coming out fall summer 19, okay it's coming out like rated, right, it'll be out in time for. It was like didn't they just keep saying it was just going to give? It's like dude, you guys waited too long. You should have just, uh, I'm sure they're trying their best and I feel bad for them. I feel really bad for them. So I shouldn't be yelling at them. 
Um, I mean, I don't necessarily feel bad for, uh, is, is it, who's at the top of that company? I forget. I know there's two jacks, but that's JJP and P3 Multimorphic. But um, anyways, what is his name? I can see, I can, I can hear his voice, but I can't say, think of his name. Anyways, I don't feel bad necessarily for, you know, the, the millionaire whom owns Deep Root, even though I do a little financially, he's going to get through these next couple months off. Um, they're now originally, it was like, oh, it's two weeks. And then for school, it was like, no, it's a month. And then all of a sudden it was like, oh, it could be, uh, then the, the Canadian prime minister came out and said, oh, we're going to be doing EI for 14 weeks. And someone in chat was like, uh, why are you offering 14 weeks? I thought you said this was like a two week thing, man. And then now apparently there was a document from the United States, something to do with the army or defense or something saying they believe that we may have to be doing social distancing and this could be affecting us severely for 18 months, a year and a half. I can hang out with my kids and my wife for like, I can hold in for five or six months, man. I can make it till Halloween. But like somewhere around then, I'm like, I don't care. I'll get the virus. Let me out of the house. No, I don't know. Uh, I'm, we'll have to work with it. There, It looks like they're working on stuff. And I did try my very best on yesterday's show, and I will try on tomorrow's day's show to really not talk about it a lot. But I'm kind of just venting a little bit to you guys. And maybe you're venting as well. But if you're if you're coronavirus out and you can't hear about it anymore, go back and listen to yesterday's episode. Or you know what? Go back. 10 days ago and listen to any episode, the other 340 episode all the way back that you haven't listened to. And I do recommend for people at home that are bored, do what I do when I get bored sometimes. Cause as a homesteader in the middle of fricking nowhere who left his friends across the country. Uh, yeah, sometimes I get bored. What I did is I went back and I started listening to all the old slam till pinball podcast. Believe me, if you restore pinball machines, you're going to hear really interesting, neat tips and takes. Plus, uh, you know, just, uh, <laughs> just listening to the, the camaraderie is, is just phenomenal. Uh, you can also go over to the pinball network and listen to all the newest uh, shows over there. They've got, I know a new midweek show just came out a couple days ago. Um, that was with Ken Cromwell and Zach many, uh, Zach attack many, the hardest working guy in pinball. And then of course, uh, was it uh, the stories, the one that's the stories, the pinball stories. I'm going to go on the pinball network right now and look it up. But let's get back to P3 Multimorphic here. I have gone off topic enough, but I am going to look that one up. I think it's Joshua Jacobs, if I'm correct. And it's told like a story, like a radio story. And it's really, really, really interesting. Um, if you haven't gone over, like you're going to find podcasts on the pinball network that you might not really be into. Like if you're not really into competitive pinball, maybe like listening to, uh, you know, mine isn't really going to be for you. Right. Um, anyways, there's really good stuff on there. Oh, it's called the Silver Ball Chronicles. That's episode two. Uh, Stern Electronic. No, Stern, Silver Ball Chronicles is with David Dennis and Ron Howlett. Uh, what am I thinking of? Joshua Jacobs. Silver Ball Stories, number two, New Inbox Blues. Go. Go listen to, obviously, and now I haven't got the opportunity yet. Thank God I have a little bit of something to do today to listen to Mr. David Dennis, my buddy. Shout out from uh, good old Fredericton there and Ron Hallett, obviously, of the Slam Tilt Pimble podcast. Uh, you can listen to them. You can also go back and listen to the old Coast to Coast ones. I like going back and listening to uh, Coast to Coast uh, with Neil. What is his name now? My brain is not working today. See, I got the corona. I got the corona brain. No, I didn't got that. I'm very healthy. I'm sorry. I shouldn't joke about that. It was a bad time to joke about this. But 
Uh, go back and listen to some Coast to Coast. I like listening before and after he goes to uh, Pimberg or like any of the other big events. I find those really interesting. Uh, go back and listen to Special Unlit Pinball Podcast. I went back and did that, I think, last summer when I was traveling across Canada. It was great. And re-caught up again. I'll have to go back and do that again sometime. Um, anyways, go back and find some of your old pinball podcasts and listen to them, including, you know, some pinball nerds podcast ones that you might like, okay? But let's move forward here. What I really thought is for number two, when you look at it, uh, the second thing was the artwork as well as the theme. And when I look at the artwork, I go, it's it's good. It's, it, it's good, but I wouldn't say it's great. It's kind of cartoony, but it's good. It was the same kind of thought I had when I saw, when I very first saw Haggis Pinball's uh, Seltz machine, I thought, eh, or Kaltz, sorry, whatever it is. I kind of thought, eh, it's kind of cartoony, but it sort of looks like a video game, more like a mobile phone app, you know, like kind of a Clash of Clans kind of cartoony. But I liked it. This is kind of what I think of this. This looks more like Inspector Gadgety to me, which is kind of funny because I just played that music here on the show when I was doing the uh, Chris the Pintern uh, missions, of course, uh, for Louisville, which I really regret not going to Louisville now. If you had asked me like six months ago, which show do I want to go to? Well, if I had a crystal ball to look in, I know that Pinburg very well may not be happening, uh, uh, even though I hope it does. I really hope it does. I, I If you were to ask me a week ago, I'd say 50% chance this virus is going to have effed off by then and we'll get to do Pimberg. Now I'm thinking it's 10% chance. It looks to me like on most of the things it's going to peak like Canada Day here, which is July 1st. So the chances of being able to go anywhere, if it's peaking in the U.S. and they're overwhelmed, I mean, even right now as it is, Canadians aren't even allowed to go to the U.S. So I don't even think just like going for a – they're not going to say that a pinball tournament's essential. You and I, us pinball nerds, we know pinball tournaments are essential. They don't know that at the border, right? So it, I, I hope I'm wrong. I hope this all goes away. I hope we're all flattening the curve. Uh, we're not picking our noses and eating it as often as we used to and all that kind of stuff, right? But – Anyways, the art on Heist looks good, but not great. It's not a Christopher Franchi art job. It's it's not a zombie yeti. It's just not. It's just it's not it's it's not incredible, but it's good. It's good. It kind of reminds me of System of Eleven art, like '90s kind of cartoony art a little bit. The playfield itself kind of looked reminded me sort of of like I don't know the backdrop with the buildings and stuff sort of reminded me of like the back of Ghostbusters a little just to look at it, even though the colors were far different. But it actually looked more like. Um, uh, what is that? Uh, oh my God. I can't, the names are ruining me today. Dirty Harry. Thank you. Dirty Harry. Okay. So the theme integration itself though, so even though I don't necessarily love the artwork, the theme integration is really, 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 really good. It seems, especially with the modes and using that whole middle of the play field that can be turned into a video. And so that seems really great. The main toy, which is a crane, I don't really get how that has anything to do with robbing a bank or a heist or anything. But it's it, it has really good integration into the modes and into the, the stuff. So is it is it the machine itself looks the most packed? Okay. So uh, really, really, really neat that way. Uh, number three is every single shot says this, every shot can be stopped or diverted. 
Now, what does stopping mean? Does that mean like when it goes in the scoop and you have to make a choice first? Well, in fact, if you watch the video on This Week in Pinball, it looks precisely like they're doing that. So you've got three flipper buttons on the right-hand side there. I suspect that when the crane is turned on and the ball is stopped, that uh, and I don't want to jump ahead of myself, but it looks like the crane can not only go up and down, left and right, but it can also extend. Oh my God. So now you've got this, like the ball is stopped and the ball's paused. Now it's not going to be very flowy if it either stops every time, but I guess if it diverts, it can still be flowy. Hopefully there's not too much stopping. I don't want every shot stopped. Uh, the one shot I think that they may have forgot of that obviously wouldn't be stopped would be you know, a, a, a drop target or, or uh, the, like the bash toy. I know the end of the crane is a bash toy, by the way. If, if you're listening to me talk about this right now, it will help you a lot to pull up the pictures on This Week in Pinball. But if you're as much of a listener as I think you are, you've probably already seen the pictures. All right. So integration, pretty good, other than the main toy. But mode-wise, looks like they've done a great job with that. It, it sounds like it. It looks like it. So a uh, lot of possibilities, lots of possibilities. Number two is the multi-ball modes. Now, when you go to read about the multi-ball modes, what will stand out is, A, for a new game that hasn't even been released or it's about to be released or, right, like for a brand new game with like the very first code on it, you normally never see this many multi-ball modes. So there is a ton of multi-ball modes on there. What I really liked is how interactive they all seem. It's not just like, oh, you get multi-ball and then you kind of shoot like these two ramps, like a lot of like Stearns from 10 years ago or even almost every other machine before that. Um, the Like it's one thing to have a bunch of multi-ball modes, but when you've got a bunch of multi-ball modes that are... Because some machines, when you every time that you play multi-ball, it just feels the same. Every multi-ball mode's three balls. Every multi-ball mode's got the same way to add a ball. Now, not newer machines, but especially like going back even a couple years, right? So uh, I want to take a look at a couple of the features here. It says three flippers, which is that's kind of new to them. Um, it's got the crane, of course. We'll talk about that in a second. Uh, it looks really cool with like the bank in the background, I guess the place that you're going to rob from the wire forms coming out across the, the middle of the play field, then going down. That seems really cool. Um, I'm just going to go over some of the multi-ball modes really quickly because I think they're super rad. So right now there's four. It says currently, whenever you say, when you, it's the first time you're saying something, like if you say, oh, I'm currently sick with COVID, that means you probably are hoping in the future you're not going to be sick with it, right? So when they say there currently are four multi-ball modes, that means that they believe that in the future there will be more. So what are the modes? Jailbreak multi-ball. This one sounds like the second coolest to me. Okay, how this one works is it says if some of your characters get jailed, you can run the jailbreak multi-ball to bust them out. That sounds so fun. Uh, if you're doing multi-ball, you can say, uh, if during multi-ball you successfully hit a shot to remove a ball from the play field, the character is freed. Uh, drain a ball and it, the character remains in jail. What a cool concept. Cheers, P3 Multimorphic, for that. I really like that. I'm trying to think of a game that works exactly like that. There's a couple games that are similar, but uh, not really. So that's really neat. Uh, the next one is more of a typical one. It's called Police Multiball. It's a multi-phase multiball with progressive jackpots. That sounds like it could be very lucrative, but it's probably typical. Hit this thing, hit this place, hit this place. Um, 
The one that most people will like the best, though, is probably the crane multi-ball, where you battle the crane that can move up and down and left and right, and it can hold balls, it can drop balls, the whole front of it can be a bash toy like that. Oh, it sounds so rad. Okay, but the one that I think would be most interesting to me as a competitive pinball player is the Cat Burglar uh, Skateball Multi-Ball. Uh, so it's a subtractive multi-ball, so it starts with a big amount, right? Uh, like a, usually you start with a jackpot of like 25 million or something and then it counts down. That's usually how those work. Also, you're starting with two balls, so it's much easier to do control and cradle up with one ball and hit your shots perfectly with two and slowly add as you need to if you can't even add balls, which usually you can a two ball, but not always. So it says uh, a subtractive multi-ball starts with two balls and you have to hit the correct escape shot, which removes the extra ball from play. I like that when there's only like one shot that will work and it keeps moving around. I guess you'd call that kind of roving, right? Um, just a touch on wizard mode because I bet that wizard mode also is a multi-ball. If you include that, usually they are, but not always, but typically recently they are. It says once you collect your full crew, you can attempt the final heist where the entire crew needs to work together to pull off the job. So that might even be a fifth one. So these guys already have the wizard mode in there when it's coming out, which is really cool. Um, I'm not going to go through the entire interview, but uh, Gary Stellenberg, there we are, creator of P3 Multimer, gives an overview. So go read that. That's again on This Week in Pinball. Go read the whole thing. I'm not going to sit here and read it all to you, um, but it sounds really, 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 really neat. Uh, it's so interactive. There's going to be unlimited possibilities with this machine. But the one thing that I am digging the most that I think could actually make this game really stand out. And, you know, if they don't have a standout game soon, this could be, you know, you, I don't know, maybe they make enough of those P3 Multimorphics. And I don't even know how many of their other machines they sold. But from what I understand, they haven't sold a, tr tr you know, tremendously large amount of them. So the number one thing that I love, and you already knew this, is the crane. I absolutely love this freaking crane. So because the crane is, so there is a crane, and I'm sure there's more than this, but Batman 66, there is a crane. Was it an, an Avengers or X-Men or something like that? Had something similar to that, I thought, maybe. Um, but then also in Last Action Hero, there's a crane. That was probably the first one. Um, it's just really rad. It looks cool. What I love is... I don't know, but if you do have to, in one of the modes in it, I'm guessing you do have to control the crane. Cause sometimes when you're battling the crane, I'm assuming the crane is operated, uh, you know, according to the software, like go left if it's hit here, go right. The, the fact that the crane is sort of a double bash toy, that's, I think that that's game breaking a little, um, I honestly didn't see anything in Raza that got me as excited, like any pin ovations, uh, from deep root as I did see in this, uh, because so not only is it a bash toy when it's a, it's a bash toy, that's a magnet. That's also a bash toy. And it's a bash toy on a bash toy, because of course, to beat certain modes, you have to knock down the ball that's attached to the magnet that's attached to the crane. But below where the magnet is, there's a, a whole nother bash toy with a sensor that can tell when you're hitting it so that the crane can be lowered even further to be used in different ways. So I think we're going to see this crane being used in several of the modes, at least two, I would think to start, if not three. 
And it sounds, and probably, the, you know, honestly, the wizard mode and many of the multi-ball modes, it's just going to be very interactive. And not only is this the most pinball-y, a lot of people will play it and say, well, cosmic kart racing isn't really pinball-y, I guess, if that's a word. It is? Is it a word? I'm, I'm saying it's a word. Uh, so you'd say, oh, no, it's not pinball-y enough or something like that. It is pinball-y enough. It's, it, it, it looks like pinball. I've got, had the chance to uh, play P3 Multimorphic, not Heist, of course. Uh, and I got to do that at Ian Harrower's house. Uh, obviously, the, the world's okayest pin turn. Uh, incredible pinball player, top, top 100, 150 player pretty much all the time. Um, now, everybody's whoppers are going to lose a little, but no one is to worry about whoppers right now because we're more concerned with just getting everybody back to being healthy and going back to uh, getting life as normal, no matter if that's two weeks, two months, or unfortunately, hopefully not knocking on the wood. Two years. But I don't think it will be because, uh, and I kind of hope it isn't because I promised you guys. I mean, there's other reasons, but I promised you guys uh, until we were done with this BS outbreak that I would try my best to record each and every day for your daily dose of pinball. All right, pinball nerds. I'm going to say Arrivederci, au revoir, uh, if you're uh, parler la français un peu, monsieur, uh, madame. Uh, uh, I wanted, I'm going to be leaving with just my only kind of really tip of the day. You've heard all the other healthcare tips. Now I'm going to give you the one that maybe you haven't heard yet, and that is this too shall pass. Uh, it will we will get there, guys. We will get there. Life might not ever really go back to how it was before. I'm not sure how sports will be affected or for how long. Again, hopefully, you know, in the fall, they start back up again. Uh, but I just want to remind you guys, this too shall pass. We'll get there. The world's gone through probably not even dozens, probably hundreds of these things in the millions of years humans have been here. And humans are resilient. We'll figure out a way. Don't bombard yourself with social media or news. Don't do that. If you're finding you're thinking about it too much, then make sure you read a book or go play a pinball machine or listen to my podcast uh, from yesterday where I talk about the, uh, or two days ago where I talk about the top five ways to enjoy pinball during the virus. Uh, but I'm going to be leaving you with one of my favorite songs from one of my favorite bands. It's called This Too Shall Pass. And it is from the band OK Go. If you have not seen the video, This Too Shall Pass, you must go watch it. So some of the audio you're going to hear is different than the audio of how this was recorded in the studio because they're actually recording some of the audio of this Rube Goldberg machine. A Rube Goldberg machine is like when you roll a marble and the marble hits dominoes and the dominoes hit an axe and the axe falls on a swing and that chops off a chicken's neck and then the chicken starts running around in circles with the blood spraying everywhere and once there's a certain amount of blood on the ground the laser pointer knows to i don't know this has just got really morbid all of a sudden but i've probably been thinking about the fact that i might have to kill chickens if i run out of meat in a couple of weeks because you never know you never ever ever know but the good news is is i at least have chickens there if i need it and for right now i'm getting eggs including for saint patrick's day i got my very first green egg ever how cool is that? I should remember to take a picture and put that up online. Um, yeah. Anyways, pinball nerds, I'm going to let you go with a little bit of OK Go. And if you get bored, go type OK Go into YouTube and watch every one of their videos. Because even if you don't love their style of kind of pop rock, you will love their videos. In fact, the last recommendation I'll make is to watch the video Needing Slash Getting. Needing Slash Getting is perhaps the most incredible music video ever made. Fight me on it. No, I'm just kidding. Don't. Okay. 
All right, pinball nerds, until next time, remember to eat, sleep, and breathe. Okay, go. This, too, shall pass.